Casey, we're live. Great. <laughs> we're alive, and we're live on Facebook right now. Yeah, uh, you like almost freaking died yesterday because of coronavirus, right? <laughs> okay. All right, I didn't almost die, uh, but what happened was I woke up yesterday morning and it had like all of a sudden my throat was kind of sore. I was feeling, and as the day went on, I was coughing, and then my head, everything just felt really, it like, really stopped up, and I just wasn't feeling good. I was getting tired, and I had COVID-like symptoms. So, like allergies? No, I know that allergies don't ever present that way. Oh. Uh, okay. But I'm good now. I'm good now. Right. So, you're over it. I'm over it. I'm over it. So Whatever can, the thing so was. You, so you can sell shit this week is what you're saying. I absolutely can. <laughs> I've got a new promotion I'm going to be renouncing probably tomorrow. Uh-huh. Yeah. I know. Really? Oh, oh, yeah, the whole promotion thing. Yes. That's like yes. the whole Daytona 1 deal, right? Yeah. Yeah, doing a deal with Daytona 1. It's going to be a way for people to get badass. some free product from Daytona 1. So I haven't announced it yet. I'm working on all the little details yep. of just how to sign up for all the things and uh, just need to get a little once over there. So, mm -hmm. um, but I am excited that we are, you know, there's such a huge, huge opportunity to be promoting right now. I'm excited you didn't die from Corona yesterday. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, yeah I, I cured myself. <laughs> <laughs> With what? Essential oils and adaptogens in my teas. Fucking essential oils. Yeah. Did, I made you a, a soft soap. Oh my so, God. Steve and I don't She's agree. a witch. There are many things that Steve and I do She's not agree on. She's a white witch. I am all about some essential oils. Yeah, and she's a white witch. Yeah, whatever. And uh, I'm a healer. No, no I can you're read. A, you're a fucking white witch. <laughs> no, because I've been, I mean, watching, seriously. <laughs> been watching The Outlander, so I'm a healer. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah, I got <laughs> so you. I got my whole like, Outlander right. thing going on, yeah. or or Down Under. I don't know. I'm I've been watching kinda... Tiger King. I'm a healer, too. Yeah, I Well, you know, I made it halfway through the first episode, and I just, you know, <laughs> when I saw that there was more than one episode, I knew that there were hours of my life that I was never going to get back if yeah, I watched that. Yeah, yeah, probably so. <laughs> yeah. Enough about that, so anyways. Yeah, so I guess, um, so we're still talking about essential oils, though, and I... You are. I, I, I made you something today, didn't I? <laughs> yeah, you did. I did, and, yeah. and to, to stop making an itch on your skin, and is it working? So far, so good, yeah. Good. Yeah. Good. Gotta... Would you like to show off your rollerball right there? Jesus Christ. Rollerball of <laughs> essential oils. Essential oils for my uh, skunky allergy. Oh my gosh, that's gotten so much better in the last hour since I made that. Oh my God. Yeah, I said you're a white yeah, witch. I'm so a white witch. All right. Hey, I'm going to jump on the computer here because then we'll be able to see questions and stuff. There you go. So, you guys feel free to, uh, we're on a phone camera here but i've got a yeah. laptop over here so i'll be looking for questions but drop us in any questions that you guys have we've been having so much fun with this show i love answering the questions and of Absolutely. course oh you know what i forgot to grab my index card so i'm gonna have to do that so that i can jot down the, the you're yeah. not leaving me here alone on video so okay well then maybe when you go get a beer you can go grab me a stack of index cards or a notebook I, or i got something. a while yeah because it's like you know <laughs> i need paper okay, okay i'm gonna have and to there's start my buddy notes over rock and randall yeah. Oh, is Randall yeah. here? Yeah. Oh, no, no, Randall's not here. Randall's actually doing a live show right now on Facebook. Is he really? Yep. So if you want to watch something other than me and Kate, go to go and watch Randy Permenter. Yeah. You know what? I'll go ahead and drop the link in. Yeah. Drop the link in. Even and, though that uh, is like taking people dude's away badass. from the show. He plays at my Christmas party every year, and he's awesome freaking dude. So. Well, if nothing else, somebody could also um, go later on. I mean, later oh, on. Later and check on. Out, yeah. He'll, check he'll out be there Randy. for two hours. So, so we'll probably be here for about an hour. Oh, look at that. It says boring live shit right out here. Everybody. So I'm going to see that. We're not boring to people. Well, Otherwise, they I mean, wouldn't be here. Right. Right? I guess. I mean, yeah, they wouldn't be here. Duh. So. 
So now you're gonna like try to drop the link in, right? Oh, I will, but I mean, I've just gotta navigate there. Okay. So I've been on a virtual conference all day. I've had a virtual summit that I'm in, and so I, um, that's where I've been at for yesterday and today. So you've been trying to sell shit on a Sunday? Or learn how to sell shit on a Sunday? No, it's all about learning how to sell shit. I got, I got you. Honestly, it's not about selling shit. It's honestly more about how can we get our message out there to add better value to the world? That's truly that what it sense. is. Yeah. It's truly what it is. Is I mean, because is it really, like even what we do at Crate Insider, is it really about just selling oil? No, it's about trying to sell you the oil that's going to give you the best performance and keep you from making other mistakes. No, I agree. Right? Yeah. Or whatever the thing is that we happen to be selling at the moment. Yep. So, which is always something for sure. Of course. All right, there we go. Oh, wow. All right, so Mark says cheers. David says hi. Ravonda, okay. Okay, we miss you so much. Yeah, we miss trivia you. time. <laughs> and Tyler's here. So you guys go ahead and drop in your questions and feel free to share that we're live. You're welcome to click like the share button and you should be able to, yeah, we're gonna, we can share it to other places. Kate might give you a free t-shirt if you share that we're live. Yeah, you never know, you never know. Or I could just be, you know, greedy, the little greedy white witch, you know, since yeah. you called me a white witch. Or she'll send you essential oils. Such, for what? whatever ails you. I don't even sell the essential oils. If you I got the like co if you them. got the COVID, she might give you some essential oils. I do not. Yeah. Donald Trump approved. <laughs> wow. Wow. What did you think about the disinfectant? That was actually one press conference I didn't watch. Oh, this good week. God! It was he didn't say that shit. I mean, people are like, I know. I agree. It's typical news media. I agree. Bring the dude down for he's damned if he does, damned if he doesn't. So. Uh, no, that. I totally agree. I'm trying to share this to our groups here. So we're, we're, uh, oh, and let's see if we had any questions beforehand. No, because I just posted this an hour ago. Um, yeah, that's the current event is that we are here in North Carolina. We're extended till <laughs> May 8th. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because we got one of those governors that's about like a Gavin Newsom. No, I think, um, yeah, I think, I, I think really the deal is that it's, it's just, it's just a ploy. It's a ploy. Well, it's a ploy. We all know that. Turning into. It's uh, if they open up too early, then it's like, hey, you know, you guys can work and put put taxes in and get your state back on track. But if they show that we're they're totally freaking pathetic and and can't uh, can't open up, then yeah. they're getting, they're getting a bunch oh, of bad no, money. Please help us. Exactly. <laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty much where we're at. All right. So it looks like we do have a question. All right. Sweet question here is from Scott and Scott asks carb spacers question mark mm -hmm. big track little track uh, angled you know what are your thoughts on choosing the right carb spacer well and, and Scott I'm, I can't remember if you've got a 602 or a 604 so that is helpful too because there's there's a difference between which one so why don't you start well, with 602s I mean well I don't know of any angled spacers for, for 602s and angle spacers absolutely 100% freaking suck anyway. Uh, they make no power. They don't do shit. It's a band-aid over a problem. Um, so that being said, the best spacer that we've ran across is the HVH spacer with the center divider for a 602. Mm -hmm. As far as 604s go, the best happy medium we've found is the 5.8 spacer that HVH makes. Um, it's kind of like... And I say happy medium, it's happy medium between torque, horsepower, whatever. Yeah, you can probably produce more top-end power with a one-inch spacer, but you're going to produce a little bit less low-end torque. Uh, you can produce more low-end torque maybe with a half-inch spacer, but you're going to produce less top-end power. So that 5.8 range is about what we found to be 
most effective. Great, great. See, there's other questions. I haven't quite gotten here yet. So let's see. Um, let's now, if you're stuck, here, I, had, I actually had this question this week. So if you're like an IMCA country, which would just suck if you were, because IMCA sucks. Um, but if you're an IMCA country... Craven Slider is not responsible for the statements of the guests on our show. Well, if you're an IMCA country, which would suck, because IMCA sucks, I'll repeat that, um, then they've got an option between some piece of shit plastic spacer that you can buy from, I don't know, Summit or some shit like that. Um, Speedway, because they're a sponsor. Or who? Well, yeah, Speedway. Speedway, Summit, same shit. So anyways, so you can buy some piece of crap one-inch open spacer. What we found <clears throat> in our testing is that some spacer is better than no spacer. Um, and most of this is from asphalt testing that we've done or asphalt race car testing we've done. So I would definitely run their one-inch open spacer even though it's a total piece of shit. Now that being said, keep an eye on those pieces of crap because they warp like crazy. So, I don't know, buy five of them and change them when you change your spark plugs because they warp like hell and then you're going to just have all sorts of problems. Great. So, uh, so we, here we say, um, David says, Florida Pinellas Smart Park. Um, I don't know if you're contacting us from there. Um, Todd Clemens says, hello from Clemens Compound. Compound. Yep, I know the Clemens Compound <laughs> out there in California. <laughs> yeah, Tim Pato says, loved your story about Bobby Hogue. So, oh, So you yeah. want to tell, tell, tell everybody else. Uh, share, with, share with class. Steve. Well, no, I mean, when, when I grew up in California and I raced for the first, well, I mean, I raced when I, I started racing when I was 16. I raced until 1994 in California, so... You might as well say, you know, the better part of my early part of life. And so when we, when, when I grew up out in California, we had no, we didn't have Freddie Smith. We didn't have, you know, uh, Ronnie Johnson. We didn't have uh, Jeff Purvis. Now, when we were young and racing back then, we idolized these guys because we'd see them in national magazines. Obviously, we couldn't see them on you know, the internet, because the internet didn't exist at the time. Um, we couldn't see them on Dirt on Dirt, for instance. Um, so when, when, when we grew up, our idols were guys who were local to us and guys who we grew up watching. Well, uh, long story short, Bobby Hogue was always one of my idols. I liked the way he raced. I liked the style that he raced. He was pretty much win or break. And that's, go big or go home. Go big or go home. And uh, he was, was, I mean, is, I mean, he's still alive. <laughs> so, but he may but, not be actively racing. <laughs> he's okay. not actively racing at the t at the moment. His son is Bobby Hug the fourth. But wow. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Bobby Hug the third is probably one of the one of, if not the best race car drivers I've ever been with, or ever raced with. Wow. If if. And I said this in, in what I posted. I actually didn't if, see it. If Bobby would have grew, grown up in eastern Tennessee, Bloomer might not be the goat. Really? Yeah. 
Seriously. So, okay, okay so here's a question, because um, I, I think I know the answer to it, mm -hmm. but sometimes I say that and then I'm wrong. But uh, some of the footage that we've been putting out on the other channel, the Racing Rewind channel, yeah. some of that is, is some of that with Bobby Hogue. Is, yeah, you'll, see, see, you'll, see, you'll see him in there. Yeah, okay. For sure. I'm going to go ahead and drop in a link in case anybody doesn't know, since, you know, we've got all this extra time now with because uh, of the coronavirus. Um, <laughs> um, we, Steve actually brought boxes of videotapes to my house, uh, gosh, in, in September, but probably before that, cause I had to get all the software and stuff. All those tapes are, yeah. they're all dated. Yeah, it's been a while. So it's I've digitized all of these VHS tapes and we're putting these races out onto a whole separate YouTube channel called Racing Rewind, but I'll drop a link in so that you can, you can check out Racing Rewind. And so right now it's races from California. Well, it's just, but, it's, it's it, yeah, it's old school racing. And yeah. I mean, if you go back to like, you know, when I was racing, let's say the highlight of, or the height of my younger days, which would be 1992 when I won that NASCAR Pacific Coast Regional Championship deal. You know, we're talking, we're talking cars that we were racing were probably about five years behind of what we have here in North Carolina now. Okay. So, but you know, as compared to me going to Australia and racing at the same time, we were, we were still 10 years beyond, you know, above what they were. Okay. So it's, you know, it, it's it's interesting to see. I mean, more what we were racing back there at the time was more uh, what I would call like a limited late model okay. nowadays. So it'd be more comparable to that. Yeah. So. And well, and then plus you got some stock cars in there. There's. Uh... But the racing was phenomenal. Oh, the I racing's mean, great. I mean, it's like it wasn't. It's like it. Yeah. I mean, you go go to go to the Midwest. You know. Well, you know, I'm really excited. I, I, Iowa, Illinois, stuff like well, that. Well, I'm excited. That's I what just, we, we raced. I just, well, I grew up in Iowa, so I just joined a Facebook group that is, uh, like, Iowa racing from the 70s, 80s, uh, 60s, 70s, and 80s, I think. Yeah. And so I just put out a call saying, hey, anybody has videotapes out there, let me know. Because be awesome. I would love to digitize some of those. And if any of them capture my dad, that would be phenomenal. Because a lot of people don't know who your dad is. My dad is Dick Schiltz from, well, it was originally from Waterloo, Iowa. Of course, he lives in North Carolina now. Well, of course, I don't know why I said of course. Not everybody would know right. that. But Dick <clears throat> Schiltz, he was the number 97. He won a ton of stuff. And, uh, yeah, so I would be really, really super awesome. If one one, one some of the those. founders of, like, the modern age of racing, I would say. Dad's one of the guys that was like right there on the cutting edge because he he raced the world 100 he went to florida he he went he traveled yeah. multiple states to go race so yeah when i was like in first and second grade so i'm gonna date myself here but that had to have been i mean how old are you it's like seven so yeah like 79 and 80 he was going to racing in florida i mean that wasn't i'm gonna i'm gonna date myself and then you're like how old are you? Um, blah, blah, blah. No, no, no. But I, I had to think <laughs> about how old is a person in second grade because that's when we went to Florida and right. that's how I figured out what date it was. Like, because right. I, you know, whatever. But yeah. Um, and, and anyway, so there's, so there's that. And yep. that's, um, so it's pretty cool that we, he was going to Florida back mm -hmm. in 79 and 80 and nobody did that. Well, that's you what know, I'm, not, that's what I'm Iowa saying. guys did not do that back yeah, in the day. What I'm saying, he's one of the original dudes who like paved the way for everybody what we're doing today. That's right. So, uh, let's see. We've got some more things here, too. And uh, I just found it on the wrong page because there was more comments before. All right. So, why is it not showing all the comments? I got to refresh. But um, I know I did see where Neil, Neil uh, from Hooker Harness, he did say, um, well, you know, hello, ladies. 
I saw Buck come on here earlier. I, I don't did. know. I don't know if he's still on, but if Buck's still on, then we we mentioned the uh, Daytona One Challenge thing. Yeah, we're, we're calling it the Daytona One Challenge, and I'm not telling you details and unsealed here today, but I, I'm planning on having something for you guys tomorrow to to be able to explain. There, it's, it's such an exciting promotion going on between Crate Insider, Daytona One, and Winning Motorsports Marketing. We're all working together on that, and um, I'm, and, I'm really stoked. And the cool part to me is like a little bit of effort yeah. can actually win you some stuff. Oh, absolutely. Yes, you're going to win stuff for sure. Yeah, so, Okay, so here we got uh, here. So, um, oh, Lisa mm -hmm. says, last thing I thought I would be watching on a Sunday afternoon. You guys are great. I'm very entertained. You should keep this up. Which Lisa? Lisa Weber. Okay. Yes. Oh, that's, that's my ex-wife. Yes. Oh, shit. And <laughs> interesting. Interesting. Well, and Lisa and I get along, and oh, it's so crazy, Lisa. I was just editing a video from back in the 90s, and it was when Fred was videotaping. And so after the races, She's there's this it. whole yeah. section where, like, Steve's getting in and out of the car, and, like, you're there, and Mike is mm. there. And so it's just kind of fun. I think you're posting it on, like, Monday or something. It, am I? I don't know. I mean, I had, like, Pretty five sure of them, and I got edited today. Yeah, I think it's so Monday. Monday that one comes great. out. So. Oh, that, and Doug that, likes my hat. And Neil says, no reaction. I don't know what that means. <laughs> um, Emmett Berry says, I had a blast at Watsonville and Antioch mm -hmm. and Merced with you guys. Absolutely. So you've yep. got like your whole California clan. Hey, I love it. I yeah, love it. it's a lot of fun. Yeah, usually we talk about what we're, what we're drinking. So you talked about your glass. So uh, tell us what you're drinking today. Uh, Bud Light. Bud Light? Okay. Yeah, I'm going full redneck today. So. Hey, you know what? Um, I am too, because Steve says I have to have alcoholic beverage when we're doing this show. So I made a chilada. And yep. this is with uh, Clamato juice and Bud Light and hot sauce and lemon juice. All sorts and, of crap. Yeah. It's like all a, the stuff. It's kind of like a blueberry, but with beer and stuff. Like all, all the things. All the things. All the things is what we like to say. But I noticed that this is a glass from Dick's Last Resort. So, oh, it is, too. It is. Right. It is. A mug from Dick's Last Resort. I don't know awesome. if that'll actually... Oh, yeah, as it gets empty or you can kind of see it. So, so Dick's Last Resort. We've had some fun at some... That, that we've came been back to the from, one in Indy, then, right? Yeah, I was going to say that came back from Indy, then. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to remember if we went to the one in San Antonio, because I know I've been to that one. We but did not. We did not. We hung out on the Riverwalk, and when we went there, we got drunk as shit and staggered down the Riverwalk. Did not fall in the San Antonio River. No, that was a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. But we did... And we yeah. liked the Irish pub, and we liked the German restaurant. Oh, yeah, the German place was freaking oh, awesome. So and the Irish pub. Oh, my God. Oh, I know. We had so much You ever get a chance to go to San Antonio? That's yeah, a badass place. Riverwalk. I think we're all, you know, I'm really itching to go traveling again. I think, I think I think everybody's itching to get out of the damn house. So I, mean, I know I, mean, I am. Traveling, traveling to a dollar store right now is a big thrill. Yes. Because you all don't right. know if you're going to get the shit or not. Okay, we got we got, we got a question here from Paul. Paul says, mm -hmm. "What's the proper timing and plug gap for a 602 crate?" Um if you're not going to get on a dyno, meaning either a chassis dyno or, or an engine dyno, then 34 degrees is always safe. Um so definitely run that. I mean, and I don't care what fuel you're running. I mean, it's it's always the safe bet. Um as far as plug gap goes, that's going to be determined by what your ignition system, ignition system you're running. So whether it's a if it's an HEI, uh, like 35 max. Um, if you're going to be running a MSD type system or a fast system, then you can be you can and depending on the fuel, you can experiment a little bit around. But normally 40 to 42 is is our range. Yes, perfect. Uh, 
uh, Doug Bodrick left in a comment. He said he saw John Sil Silva today. Oh, told, sweet. Told, told him about the show and that uh, John says hi howdy. John Silva. John Silva is one of my favorite race car drivers I've ever ran against. I love John to death. Him and his wife and that whole crowd there, I mean, they're awesome. Um, we had Me and John had a lot of good races. As a matter of fact, I think you got something in the queue there from San Jose Speedway. Yeah, yeah. For, for the Racing Rewind channel. I do, yeah. And I think it like pretty much highlights me and John racing together. See, I have so, no idea because yeah. I don't. It, it does because I looked at it today. But. <laughs> right, yeah. Well, <laughs> but it, I, it's, I in, it's in the queue to come up in the next week or so. Yeah, we well, do. Yeah, so I, I don't know off the top of my head. I didn't bring my content calendar down. No, so, so it's, it should be pretty awesome. Yeah, me and John race together a bunch, and he's one of the best guys I ever raced against. Yeah, cool. Well, and I think that's been such a... How have you felt about seeing some of your old races? Because they're not all wins. Well, no, no. And that was the idea of the channel. I was, I'm not, we're not posting all my wins. We're posting... I mean, now, unfortunately, like a lot of them end up being that way. Um, I, I shouldn't say unfortunately, but I mean, it just happens to be that like a lot of the stuff that we saved over the years was were wins. But the racing itself is just phenomenal. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, if you don't like the racing, you, you, you're not a racer, or you don't like racing, because I mean, it's you, you just didn't know who, who won most of the times until the last few laps. Well, I think what I've loved about it, a part of it, has just been, you know, now we live in 2020, and I was just honestly so shocked that you had all of those videotapes that anybody was videotaping the races uh, back in those, you know, mid like early 90s there right so uh, gosh i'm really looking forward to seeing well, I mean, some more stuff out there you've got one coming up uh it probably won't be in the next few weeks it'll probably be within within the next month but it's like a it's one that a fan of mine did in california i thought that was so cool and yeah that was incredible he, editing back then yeah he, he he did he like edited an entire video and what it is probably close to an hour long i don't think it's that long I think it's pretty close to that. I mean, for, let's say 40 minutes, something like that. It's, I it's, say 15, because I think it's got two songs in it. It's not. I think Because it goes beyond that. I'm going to go 15 minutes. All right, whatever. Anyways, okay. so it's we'll like... We'll find out. It's like a certain period of time... Yeah, I don't have... ...that we disagree this. on, because we disagree most of the time. We, but anyways, like, one of, one of my fans, like, made this deal, and I think she's going to post it at some point. I will. And, I mean, it's, it's phenomenal. I mean... Well, There's you know, no... I, I think the the best analogy we can bring is that it was like making a mixtape back in the day, you know, where you had to right. like, you know, push the stereo at the right time. So I don't even know how a person did. I don't know. I, 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 I don't know how he did it. I didn't know how he did it then. I don't know how he did it now. So, but anyways, it's, it's phenomenal. Well, you got to see so. some editing today. And yeah. and you got like some other stuff. It might be actually be on that tape where he recorded where we did the whole hat. Deal. Oh, is that where it's at? I think okay. It, uh, that's why I'm saying it's so long. Oh, okay, it because it kind of ends. Yeah, because it was like the regional night in Antioch where I, you know, wrapped up the regional championship and NASCAR and Winston and everybody was there to do the whole hat exchange thing. Yeah, that would that was really, really cool. All right, so I'm getting more comments here. And uh, let's see, I think. Um, of course, Neil is reminding you about your Stan Lester hat at Dick's. Last resort. Oh yeah, my Stan Lester hat. Yeah, yeah. It said that... his his hat <laughs> at Dick's Last Resort said, "I love Stan Lester." And if anybody knows Steve, and if anybody knows Stan, 
you know that they are not they, they get along cordially but they're not always the bestest of friends and they they disagree you and stan disagree more than you and i do well <laughs> Here, here, here's the thing, and, I, and I'm, I'm going to be completely honest, because a lot of people ask me about this, even today. <laughs> no, please lie to us. <laughs> Why would you not be completely honest with here, us? Here, here's the deal. I'm type A personality, Stan's type A personality. Type A personalities do not fucking get along. So, here's what happens. Um, Stan says shit I don't like, I say shit Stan doesn't like, and that puts it puts us at odds yeah and you know i mean you can be a stan guy or you can be a me guy or whatever and choose your side choose whatever whoever you think's right it's kind of like this covid thing right now some people say open up north carolina or open up the country some people say don't so it's kind of like that kind of deal um i mean stan will throw me under the bus in a heartbeat i'll throw stan under the bus in a heartbeat it's just kind of one of those deals now you know what if when, when, came when, in... when, when, when we meet face to face we do have a mutual respect for each other yeah well and so i, think there is, it, I mean I, i'm not gonna punch him in the face he's not gonna punch me in the face we're not even gonna argue face to face no, and I think if somebody came in attacking racing, I think you two would team up. And, oh, absolutely. 100%. And, you know, this is almost like, you know, for somebody to say something about my brother. Like, you know, your brother, you know, like I can say, oh, my no, brother's yeah, a jerk. Yeah. And they're like, you're right. Your brother's right. such a jerk. And I'll be like, oh, you can't say that about my brother. Well, you I mean, know? well, I mean you, can, you can say Stan's the brother I can't stand. Yeah, he's, he's like a brother. <laughs> I mean, that's more like brothers. Absolutely. So. Okay, great. Um, let me see if I'm seeing any questions. You guys just keep asking questions here. And, uh, yeah, I don't, we don't have any questions, but I don't know what's going on or unless I'm just not seeing them because I did this wrong. I don't know. But we'll do you have out. any questions? Do I have any questions? Um, wow. That, uh, yeah. okay. I'm going to ask you a hypothetical question. Okay. And because this is something that came up, I have my winning motorsports marketing group. Mm -hmm. And I was I was asking the racers about the things they struggle with, and so this this kind of topic came up. I'm going to ask you, as the owner of Hendron Racing Engines, yep. If you have a choice between sponsoring a racer who goes to the track a lot, mm -hmm. you know maybe has some good performances, or someone who's more you know not necessarily like the superstar, but they promote a lot on social media. Mm -hmm. Who are, which of those aspects are more important to you? Well, I mean, to me, that's kind of a double-edged sword in, in a way because... Well, you're a performance retailer or you're a performance business, so it's a little bit different well, for you. Yeah, we're... I mean, ultimately, you need people to perform. Right. Um, so you're always attracted to winners. Um, that being said, not everybody's going to win every race. Mm -hmm. So I... I mean, if you'd asked me this 10 years ago, my answer would have been different. But like today, I'm going to say, well, you know, I'm more attracted to the guys who can actually get my name out there mm -hmm. and say, hey, you know, I finished third in the heat race. Yeah. Thanks to Hendron Racing Engines or whatever. I mean, I, but I mean, I'm more attracted to that now than I would have been 10 years ago. 10 years ago, you know, when I had Jonathan Davenport driving my shit every weekend and winning every crate race in the entire nation, you know, I was all about the winner. Right. 
Nowadays, I'm more about the guys who will actually say, hey, you know, thanks for what you did. Post a video, post a, you know, I don't know, I mean, a, a win pick mm -hmm. for maybe the one race they, they win that year. No, and I would agree with so. you. I, I think when you're a performance, in the performance section of race car parts, I think winning is incredibly important because people want to copy the winners. So there's that. Um, I, I think where we talk about promotion as its own thing, a lot of times that's more affiliated with where it doesn't really matter. Right. You know, or not everybody can win every race. No, you just can't. It doesn't work. <laughs> but I have, I have, okay, I have a totally different question for you. All right. So I know that you have had a stimulus check project. Oh. Would you like to share your stimulus check project? Well, I didn't bring it with me. What? I didn't. Oh so, my god! I, I'm so disappointed no, I, I, right no, now. No, I just I, I built a gun. I so, know, but it, you know. your gun even has a nickname though. Does it? It does. What is it? Oh, the not a Glock. <laughs> it's a it's a yeah. hashtag <laughs> not a Glock. Yeah, so I, I I I did a like one of those polymer eighty builds. So, anyways, you get like a lower ship like directly to your to your house, so you don't have to go through an FFL. And you get a lower ship to your place, and fortunately you have a mill and like all the equipment to do this with. But there's other ways of going about doing building this that you don't need the equipment I have to do it. So I got a lower ship to the place or to my shop. Um, finished the lower because it's an 80% lower, so it comes to me with you know no serial number, no doesn't go through an FFL, nothing like that. And then I buy the components to finish the the pistol. Mm-hmm. So that's that's what I built. Yeah, and you've shot it a couple times. You're pretty happy with it. It's got yeah, cool no, stuff. I no, I need to like go like ram like 500 rounds through it. I just didn't have time to do that this weekend. But. I need to ram 500 rounds through <laughs> it. No, I mean, but I mean, so far so good. Um, probably be a couple of little small changes I make to it, but you know, so far I'm I'm pretty happy with it. Well, and I thought it was funny. And, and 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 I did the whole like I outsourced all the. The components from different places that I knew were high quality, you know, places. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, I, I, we, me and her joked around that it's like my twelve hundred buck dollar stimulus check, but it's actually, I don't know, I probably got like a thousand bucks in the thing. Yeah. Ooh, I love this answer. So uh, Neil t um, uh, popped in here, mm -hmm. and and Neil, I would love maybe we jump on a Zoom call or something because I'd love to share this and maybe I could interview you, but. Uh, Neil says it's a really good question, you know, about that choice. Mm -hmm. And um, I vote for the ones that are true partners and help truly build your business and produce referrals. Absolutely. So that's the biggest thing. Yep. I mean, what, it's all about the end goal. We're going to get there in different ways. So if you're a guy who or, or girl um, that wins a lot, then you can really push that. But if you're not somebody who's in the winner's circle or victory lane or whatever you want to call it all it, the time, if you're not you're work, to work harder. If you're not work twice as hard behind the scenes. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and I can use my son for an example. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, we've talked about it multiple times here on the show, but, you know, I mean, the first year he raced was last year, and he hadn't won a race. He hadn't done shit. I mean, this year, of course, we can't race right now, but he hasn't won a race, hasn't done shit. But you know what? He got a, he had, he's got a lot of people behind him because of how he promotes his sponsors on Facebook, Instagram, uh, YouTube, YouTube, things mm -hmm. of that sort. Yeah. His, his web page. Yeah, he's got so, a website. I mean, there, there's plenty of ways to do this. Yeah. And that's the guy nowadays that I want. Yeah. I, like I said, you asked me 10 years ago, totally different answer. But now, yeah. 
Well, and I think it's interesting is I think uh, that we need to take ourselves out of ourselves for a moment. And then it becomes, instead of thinking of this as like a selfish thing, like I'm asking for sponsorship or something, but instead is, what is it that I can do for somebody that they can't do for themselves? You know, how can I add value or who needs my help? And I know something that I'm doing here recently has nothing to do with racing, but on my personal brand page, I have been sharing, you know, causes that are important. Sometimes it's just stuff that I like. Well, you know, like restaurants around here and I'll tag them and then somebody might look at my post and say, oh, that's right. I forgot about that place. You know, maybe we'll go grab a sandwich from there. Well, you, you and I both witnessed at PRI this last year. And again, back to Alex, but you and I both witnessed a PRI where, with Alex, where mm -hmm. we went to a sponsor of his, and I, I, I won't name them. Yeah. But, because um, that's his job. Um, but we went to a sponsor of his, <laughs> and that individual said, Alex, you're doing, you know, big hug, all that stuff. Alex, you're doing such a phenomenal job on social media. Anything you want, anytime you want it, you've got it. Yep. Yep. So, I mean, that's, that's, I mean, self-evident of what you should be doing for your sponsors. I agree. Uh, Brian Hall thinks we're having too much fun. We always have too um, much fun. Heather's like, Thirsty Kate. <laughs> <laughs> and Neil is peace here. Um, so, Wilcox, but Bill Butch Wilcox says he needs a new 602 power plant. You know, we can hook you up. Either one of us. We need, we, yeah, we, no, we've got absolutely. 602s in various states of however you would like it yeah, type of thing. I mean, from mild to wild. Mild to wild. <laughs> no, I mean, <laughs> can't get wild. too wild because we got, we got parameters and rules and shit. There's that. Yeah. I was just thinking, too bad our show already has a name, you know, from mild to wild. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. And for anybody who's tuning in, if, um, if one thing we're starting to do, we're just, you know, this is just a really weird time for everybody right now, right? So we're experimenting with lots of different things. So like this live show that we do, we, we love random. doing this. We just kind of chat and talk about things and it's fun. But if you answer some good questions, then we, we repost those because we don't have to make people watch an hour well, video. I mean, that's kind of what we started doing with the whole thing was like, <clears throat> you know, if you got any questions, ask them because yeah. I'm willing to answer them and you're seeing shit live. I mean, there's no... It's you know, it's real. not a canned answer. It's not a, you know, anything other than I'm going to be 100% honest. Plus, I'm drinking beer, so you know I'm even way more honest. <laughs> are you an oversharer? <laughs> I'm a premature sharer. You are. You are a premature promoter is what I am I a premature promoter. Trust yeah, I mean, me, I'll yeah. be telling him about a promotion I've got coming up, and he'll, like, just go start talking about it. I'm like, dude, it's not ready yet. It's not ready yet. I got a whole, like, plan, and he'll, he's a premature promoter. Well, when you yeah. have premature problems, sometimes that just carries on to other things. <laughs> just saying. <laughs> oh, my God. So, um, so anyway, what we're doing with this show, of course, is we're releasing the, the tech tips. And then for anybody who doesn't want to spend an hour watching a video, like me, I'm not a person who really watches long videos. That's no. why It's why when you ask me if I've seen such movie or this movie or that movie, I'm all like, um, no, it's I haven't shocking seen how many it. good movies you haven't seen. I know, it is. Um, so we are actually taking this audio and we're putting it onto the Racing Insiders podcast so a person can listen to that. So if you haven't heard of the Racing Insiders podcast, I started that like a year ago. I haven't been super consistent. 
And then, you know, I'm just going to admit my faults, but it, it is what it is. You can't, I, you have a hard time, I have a hard time doing all of the things. Well, yeah. And You're one person. So. I'm one person. So I still have every intention of doing more interviews, like interviews with manufacturers or people in the industry. And, uh, you know, a lot of value. Some of this is just the tech pieces of it, but I think we've gotten through a good part of that. I mean, some, I've screwed up more interviews because of my tech not working. Oh, I hate that when that happens. <laughs> oh, so hate that. To put the work in and then just not have it work out. It happens. So what's the number one question you get every week? I mean, this is random off the top of my head. We're, this is not a canned question. This is, like, random. You know, I... I don't, it's not that I get so many questions. I think it's when I put questions out like to my groups that the most common answer that I see that is so frustrating to me is this negativity, this idea that sponsorship doesn't exist anymore or that it's not going to be available in this bad time. And, uh, and that, you know, the truth is, you know what, if it's like what uh, Henry Ford said, whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. You are 100% right. And to try to switch people from the negative opinion of, of or this negative attitude, you know, if you've got well, that I mean, attitude, you're it, never going to get it. It's easy to be negative at this point in time. Oh, come on. I mean, honestly, the, I'm going to go pre-COVID, and, and the, this is the exact same thing I was hearing before. Oh, I heard another one today, too. Or there's the, the other one that I hear a lot is that I don't have time. I would need to hire someone, Right. Right. There's no such thing as not having time. No, I agree. I, it is about what we want to do with the time that we, we all have the same 24 hours in a day. And when I have to say no to things, because I have to say no things all the time, and the easy go-to would be to say, hey, you know what, I, don't, I really don't have time to do that. Now, the truth, there is truth there. I mean, if there is a project that is going to take 18 hours and it needs to be done in the next week, that is something that I can't take on. Right. It's just, I, I do not have enough of a block of time that I can take on that project. But it doesn't, what it doesn't mean, it, 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 what it does really means is that I choose to not take that project. Because right. if I say yes to this, I'm going to be saying no to something else over here. So if, if this is actually anything that's really actually important to you, you well, can make time well, if to you, have it happen. Well, if you apply that to sponsorship. That's or, exactly what or, I'm talking or, about, yeah. Yeah, or people that... Uh, people that are already sponsoring you or people that, you know, potentially you want to be sponsors. I mean, a great example is most of us dudes, we take about a 15 minute shit every fucking day at about, I don't know, 6.30 to 8 o'clock in the morning when you wake up. You know what you're doing? You're sitting there on your damn cell phone. Make a post. I mean, don't take a picture of yourself taking a crap, but make a post. It's not that difficult. Yeah. You know, say, hey, thanks to, you know, Crate Insider, thanks to Daytona One, thanks to, to Hooker Harnesses, and say, hey, thank you for what you do for me, and, you know, odds are you got a, you got a photo on your phone already, just repost it again. I mean, if you post it once, repost it again. Do the same shit. You, you so, know, I mean, that's not, that's not a big deal to do. No, and, and I think you really landed on something that's gold right there, and it's something that I'm terrible at, and that thing that I'm terrible at is that uh, repeating myself. I tend to think, well, I, I posted that one one time, and the truth is, nobody sees all the things that you've done no, before. No, so, not at all. Yeah, I mean, this idea. I mean, you, you, I mean, I post something on Facebook, and I don't know, like 200 people see it. Mm -hmm. I got like, you know, 
4,000 friends. So, so 200 people see it out of 4,000. Well, repost it again. Don't be shy. I mean, shit. Who well, gives this crap? Actually, <laughs> that, that gave me a great suggestion to give, too. So maybe it's that 15 minutes that you are spending that you don't necessarily even have to come up with a post. You're shitting. Yes. During that 15 minutes. <laughs> that was my clear. scenario. Just yes, to yes, be clear. Yes, yes. You're, so you're, yes, you're sitting on the toilet <laughs> and you're scrolling through Facebook maybe there's a company now it, whether it's in racing or outside of racing maybe it's a local business that you even thought about you know maybe there's somebody you'd even like to approach maybe they're just a place that you really like to go to or right. they're already a sponsor why not take a look at what they've posted and share it right that's that's a really important aspect too so somebody's already done the hard work of actually creating a post Absolutely. and you can just add one little comment and click and that share, share button yep and you're providing value to that sponsor, potential sponsor, friend of yours, whatever. Plus, you're providing value to your fans and potential, you know, a lot of people ask, well, um, why is it that I see, you know, some of these guys get product sponsors and they have like mediocre performance and how do I, like, I get my first one? And I think, I think it's a really good question. But I think it's right up there with that same question of how can I, you know, get a job if I don't have any experience, right? Well, it's very, very similar to that. Yeah, question. there's that, and you look at. Um, all right, so you buy an engine for me, um, full price. I mean, you buy it. Um, now you you go and you promote the shit out of the fact that you bought it for me. Full. I mean, you don't even have to say full price. I mean, just promote me, tag me in every win photo or. You know, tag me the fact you finished fifth that night. I don't care. You know who I remember is the people who do that. And you know what I do for the people who do that? Next time, you're probably going to get a little bit of more help from me than what you did the first time. Yeah. So I say... I, I mean, I'm not guaranteeing this. I'm just... That's, no. how, it, that's how it works. Well. So, So when I've got the guy who finishes seventh every night in a main event for, you know... 60 races in a year versus the guy that wins 60 main events but never tags me once you know who you know who i'm helping the guy who finished sixth or seventh i've certainly given sponsorship to guys who i hadn't given anything to and that they were just good customers of mine and i've given them some sponsorship Absolutely. because they tag me in literally everything correct it's crazy and so at some point it's a it's a law of reciprocity and yep. if you feel if somebody has given you more than you've given them you know, it's like, I hate to say like I owe them or anything, but what I would say is that they've provided me value and now I am, you know, I'm ready, ready no, to absolutely. reciprocate. I mean, it's, it's, to me, it's fairly obvious. It is. But, it is. So pay it forward. I mean, well, and you never know by just doing, going through that process of promoting really anybody or anything. You guys, I do unboxing videos of camera equipment, and I get contacted by other companies that want me to do unboxings of their thing. Right. Um, and nothing to do with race car parts. It's just, you know, like, I'm on this journey with you guys, too, in a totally different realm, because I want to experiment with it and make sure that I'm... Oh, God, what was that thing we were talking about yesterday? Your friggin' uh, bucket thing. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> Mr. Mr. Premature Promoter over there. Yeah. So we were talking about what is our big takeaway from the whole COVID thing. And and so, you know, what did we learn from it? You know, how are we going to make our lives better for the future? And the one thing that I've learned is that 
uh, like last night, I was getting torn those emergency alert, those tornado emergency alerts. I was getting you were. I had to text you to find out. Yeah, I didn't and get be it. Like, you're getting. We're like live five miles away. And yeah. I didn't get it. You didn't get it, but I'm getting those. But the truth is, we get hurricanes here. I mean, we don't always have coronavirus. It's my new name for coronavirus. Right. But, but we do get hurricanes. Um, tornadoes is kind of new. We get floods. We get all kinds of things. And one thing I hated about this whole stay at home. We get thing, all the things. We get all not only some of the other things. earthquakes. We have any yeah, we don't get. Earthquakes. I don't know. That's probably it's other parts of North Carolina. Right. Anyway, <laughs> I hated the fact that I wasn't prepared. So that I felt like you know, wow, I'm not going to get caught with my pants down again. Is is what I really said about that. So what I did is I decided to buy one of those buckets of the emergency food that is like freeze dried and lasts you for 25 years or something has 25 year shelf life on it. It hasn't come because of course it's an eight week back order, but you know, this wasn't about surviving now. This was, this was truly about the fact that I am not going to get caught unprepared again. Right. So when it comes, we're going to, we're talking about doing a video where we taste test everything, but since I normally do unboxing videos, shit, I, I normally do unboxing <laughs> videos, but this is going to be a five gallon bucket. So it's going to be unbucketing video. Yeah. It's an unbucketing. <laughs> now, that was my contribution to the whole thing. The unbucketing. Not the the unbucketing. It's the unbucketing video. So that'll be fun. Yeah. Okay. I have a legit question for you now. All right. Sweet. Chris, or Curtis asks, Willie's two barrel on built motor. Best fuel pressure to run, and should you slide the carb back? Um, what kind of fuel? Ooh, Curtis, what kind of fuel? Let us know. Drop in there. And as far as like sliding the carburetor forward and backward, um, we found now this, this I'm telling you like this is years ago, uh, probably 10, 12 years ago. We found that obviously, I mean, to us at the time, uh, the best place to run it was directly in the middle. Okay. Now, there may be data today that I don't know about. I'm going to be honest. I don't. It's not something that is common to us, so we don't test this. Um, it, it may be better a little bit forward, a little bit backward. I mean, I don't know. But we found, we found it at the time to be best in the middle. That would be a direct question for Willie. Um, and I would call him because you can talk directly to him. Yep, uh, VP 110 is his fuel. 110. Uh, normally, five to six pounds is going to be your, your fuel pressure range. Good, 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 good answer. Yeah. Actually, I wouldn't be able to tell you if that was a good answer or not. But well, no, you wouldn't because you have no clue what the hell we're talking about. I really about. don't. I mean, I know all of the pieces <laughs> no, you were talking the, about. Yeah, but... uh, in general, five to six pounds. Um, but as far as, like, where the position should be on the intake manifold, if you're using a four-barrel intake manifold with a two-barrel carburetor with that spacer, you can slide everything forward and backward. I would definitely talk to Willie about that. Uh, talk, call him and talk to him directly. Talk to Everett. Uh, and, you know, you, you'll, you'll get a good, solid answer from them because those guys actually have – they deal with that more than I do. So they've got data where I don't. Yeah. Oh, your, your shirt. You got to tell people about your shirt today. Oh, the shirt? <clears throat> yeah, I'm trying to see if you can see it here. Yeah, you're going to have to stand up. And there you go. Put them on the glass there. There we go. That's that's what I do. I drink and I know things. <laughs> it's a custom shirt for Steve. And, yeah, that, that was from the greatest, probably the greatest character ever made for any television show ever made. 
which would be Game of Thrones, Tyrion Lannister. Yes, that is a Tyrion Lannister quote right there. And I have, of course, I made it into which a shirt for you. Which is what? That's what I do. I drink and I know things. There you go. Because <laughs> I asked, uh, hey, hey, Tyrion, you know, why do you drink so much? That's what I do. I drink and I know things. Yep. Yeah, so we're, we're here today under the uh, gazebo. You can hear probably the wind. And the wind is like whipping around our it's curtains. Not, it's nice, though. It's beautiful. How it's did like, we we ended up with some good weather today? I don't know, it's supposed to be like fucking sixty something degrees today, and it's like way better than that. Oh, it's sixty five. There we go. Hmm. Yeah, we're in good. Oh no, sixty eight. Sorry. Nice. Well, still, it's beautiful. Um, so Curtis said he's running a super sucker carb spacer. So. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> still talk to Willie. Willie's a dealer for a super sucker carb uh, spacer. Yeah, he is. And I would I would talk to Willie, or you can call HVH. Call him. Talk to Keith or Joe. Either idea. one of them probably have the information because they work with Willie, you know, pretty extensively, so they can give you the answer as well. I'm sorry, I just can't. I don't. I don't want to tell you, run it here, and it's completely wrong based off of what we did ten years ago. I think that's a good idea, because things change. Well, they do absolutely. Yeah, things change a lot these days. So, so you have to let us know. I mean, are you in the? Um, uh, what camp are you in? Are you in the? Let's stay close till we have a vaccine. Are you in the just open but a little bit at a time or are you a like to hell with it like let's open it all up no i'm like full-on sweden mode yeah tell us about sweden oh i've got i've got a good friend of mine lives in sweden lives in stockholm and everything is like going freaking great there you know why because they quarantine the they quarantine the people who are sick they don't quarantine the healthy so when you quarantine the healthy all you're doing is prolonging what's going to eventually happen um I'm perfectly healthy, although I think I had this shit back in December from PRI, and so, so did was I. Kate. Yeah, and she might have had it yesterday. But <laughs> we, we, uh, we, we, when you quarantine the healthy, I mean, at no time in the history of the world have we quarantined the healthy. This is the first time ever we've quarantined the healthy. So what do you do? You quarantine the sick, and I mean, you can go back to biblical times with. What's that shit where your face falls off and your arms fall off and shit? Um, leprosy. Leprosy. You know, what'd they do? They didn't quarantine the healthy. They quarantined the sick. They put them on islands. All right, we don't, don't necessarily have to do that because we're not Nazis. But you quarantine the sick, you let the healthy go out and interact. What does that do? That forms herd immunity. Because I learned that I, today. And by the way, I am not a scientist or a professional. Uh, yeah, I already did the disclaimer that I'm Credit Insider but is not responsible for anything. I'm, I'm, said. I'm just saying to me, it's fucking obvious. Well, I thought it was really interesting. We saw some doctors that were talking about the, all the natural bacteria on your skin. Again, we're not doctors. We're uh, correct. I mean, know. I mean, I'm walking around like I've got what do you what do you call it? Uh, staff. I guarantee I've got staff on my skin. Staff and strap. Strap. Don't 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 freak people out no. thinking that you've got your. No, like no, a, but I've got all this shit on my skin right now. And why it, the, the cool thing is I learned that when you have those just little bits of that bacteria and viruses on your skin. It helps you. It helps you because they, it kills Correct. any of the opportunistic ones Correct. that, that so would you, show you've up. You've got all these assholes saying, you know, stay at home, don't go out, you know, thanking our governors for protecting their lives. I don't need a governor of my state to protect my life. I can make my own choices. Mm -hmm. I can do what I want when I want to do it, how I want to do it. Thank you to the Bill of Rights for letting me do this. Life, liberty, so and, of happiness. And I do not think that we need government telling us how to live our lives, how to protect ourselves. It's mm -hmm. called common sense. 
Now, if you don't have no common sense or if you're like immune compromised, stay the fuck at home. I agree. Don't go out. I agree. But, you know, the other problem we're going to run into here is... Everybody's you know, going to get super sick if they, when they open this stuff up because we have no immunity Well, anymore. you're going to get a bunch of people getting super There's sick. But then you're also going to a bunch of assholes sitting at home collecting their 600 bucks a week along with their fucking unemployment. So when are they going back to work? Um, four months. Four months from now? Yeah. So, I... No. Yeah. Anyway, it's, it's, a, it's a mess. It's a cool fluffle. <laughs> oh, uh, Andy says Steve Hendren for my governor. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. Good deal. I'll run for governor. There's a But question. But you know what? I guarantee you, like, most of the population in North Carolina probably won't like me. No. Because the first thing I'm doing is banning mopeds. <laughs> you have to have a freaking driver's license, and you have to have a freaking tag to run a moped down a North Carolina road. Because I hate them sons of bitches, and they're coming out right now because it's getting nice out. Well, what are the DUI people going to do? Uh, walk. You know, get get their sister Mary Lou to drive them. I have actually, no this is the only state when I, we we had drunk sickles. Because actually, I would love to have. I, I well, we, we we actually call them liquor sickles here. But. Yeah, but see, I mean, I I love the Vespas. It's like I would totally own a Vespa. Well, if you lived in New York City, it would it would like be logical to like own something you can, like zip in and out of traffic in. No, I totally but get like, that. But like you, a little yeah. Vespa where I could just run uptown <laughs> or you know run to the grocery store or something. You know, something really simple and just kind of zip around. If you live in Rutherford, North Carolina, you're in my fucking way. Get the hell out of the well, way. Well, I agree, but I mean, I th for me, what keeps me from doing it is just for the perception. Right now, it doesn't stop me from having a pit bike because that was too adorable, and I had to have. Well, my, there's that. Yeah, I had to have bike. my pit bike. Yeah. Because a Vespa wouldn't actually fit in my car, but no. but a pit bike will fit in my car. Right. All right, I do have a question for you. Okay. So Michael asks, is there any power difference between a brand new 604 and if you had one rebuilt? Oh, yeah, that's like a complicated question. Um, simple answer is technically, technically no. But um, we're talking... What day of the week was your 604 built on? Um, there's other people that'll like, you know, disclaim what I'm saying here, but I don't know. It's like, you know, CNN versus local news. Local news is probably right. CNN's probably fake. So basically, what day of the week was your 604 built when it was brand new? Um, was it a day when, I don't know, everybody was having margaritas at lunch on Friday? Was it on a Tuesday when everybody was happy to be at work? Uh, was it a day where all the tolerances were stacked not in your favor? Um, so, essentially, there could be a difference? Yes. Is there? I don't know. I can't tell you. But what we do, as my business, is we do what GM cannot do, and we, we make them all equal. So your tolerances are always the same. From Our tolerances are always the same. Mm -hmm. Where GM cannot do that. They cannot reproduce their tolerances within, I mean, it's just a horrible amount of Well, I don't think we need to, well, I, think, I don't think we need to beat up on GM. I'm not beating up on GM because they have the best product out there as far as like credit mm -hmm. and stuff goes. I'm just saying I can do what they can't do and I can make them all equal. Well, because they're made on an assembly line, and anything made on an well, assembly correct. line, I mean, is a big difference between being like hand built, like you know, when you take them apart and put them back together, 
you're doing the same processes whether you're dealing with a fifty thousand dollar engine or a, or a six thousand dollar. Well, I mean, I mean, I mean, for instance, I mean, you can take like a like a, I mean, on a GM assembly line, you're gonna they're gonna take a block that was machined wherever the hell it was machined at, and you might have. You know, the driver's side of the deck is going to be 9 inch 25. The passenger side is going to be 9 inch 30. Mm-hmm. Right? We're, we're allowed to be 9 inch 19. So for like us, we're putting in 9 inch 21. Well, and the- so we're going to make this, make this engine 100% the same. So like, I don't care what your name is, who you are. I mean, how much money you give me doesn't matter. You, you're not going to bribe me. We're, we're, every single engine that leaves my place is the same. GM cannot do that. They'll never be able to do that. They n- have never been able to do that. But let's talk about and why. Because the stress is, I mean, 99 point something percent of their business is going to be passenger vehicles. Correct. Racing is not no, their primary no, it's driver. Their now, primary it's, not go- it's not going away or anything. No. It's, it's an important piece. But what they really want to sell is cars and trucks. Correct. And when you're going, you know, and it doesn't zero matter. It, 30, it, 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 those it, it, don't it matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. My my freaking, you know, 1500 Chevy truck versus your 1500 Chevy truck, I'm not going to notice a difference on We're just putting extraordinary stress you know, on them in a racing environment. You know, 4000s on deck height versus your you've got 4000s less than I do. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to notice that. You're not going to notice that on the street. In a race engine, it's something that can be potentially noticeable, although it's very minute. So, you know, I mean, the one thing that I, the one, the one reason why I'm a proponent of taking your brand new engine, taking it apart, letting me, and it doesn't have to be me. I mean, I don't care. I mean, it could be anybody. Any of these engine builders, let them go through it is more of an insurance policy than anything else. That's what my brother's always said. Because what I've seen over the years, and you can ask any engine builder that's certified to rebuild these things, any of them, if they're being honest with you, like if they're gonna seriously be honest with you, they're gonna tell you about the half thousandths bearing clearance they saw. They're gonna tell you about the, you know, the the oil pump bolt stripped out and the oil pump fell off when when I rolled the engine over. That kind of thing. They're gonna tell you about this stuff. If they don't, they're lying to you, and all they're doing is trying to take your money for doing nothing. Well, that would suck. Well, and, and it does suck because that happens. Oh, I'm sure it does. Sure it does. <laughs> Which um, is another. Let's go back to the stand thing. That's where he and I don't get along. Yeah, it's blueprint. So if we're gonna we're, if we're gonna tie that together, because that's yeah. kind of what this is doing. That's where he and I do not get along. It's where we don't agree. It's where we'll never agree. Well, I, I think but, I'm... But I understand his point of view. Mm-hmm. Now, if he'll understand my point of view, then he and I can probably get along and meet in a common ground that will be beneficial for all of racing. Well, I think a big a part of this question really kind of leads to, hey, Steve, if I bring you my engine, are you going to get me more power? And truth is, maybe, maybe not. You can call, right? me, you can call me every day of the week and I'll tell you the same thing. Yeah, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. What I can tell you is, it'll be legal. I, it'll be legal, and it'll be the same as the next guys that went out the door. And, and I don't care what his name is. And you've got tight tolerances. You're not going to push it. No, I'm, no. Well, no. What we've got is tolerances where where I operate, and where anybody with any common sense operates, is not to the edge. We don't do that. 
We don't go to the edge. Because the edge, you have to have idiot tech man factor. And plus, trust me, there is plenty of fucking idiot tech men in the United States. So we don't do the idiot tech man factor thing. We, we allow for that. So we back it up. We don't go to the edge. And anybody with any sense doesn't go to the edge. Yeah. Well, I mean, would you... I really don't know the answer to this. So could could you be in a tech situation if you were if you were an engine builder that pushed it absolutely to the edge and it was absolutely exactly the most the most tolerance you could possibly have and you in and you did that you were right there in the edge and a tech man um, measures it could heat be a factor that could might affect the tolerance well, I'll, I'll give you an example of this last week this last week I had a 602 that was built by a somebody an, an engine builder and which I'd never name but no. anyways, it was built by an engine builder, and this engine, I went out and looked at it before we took it apart. I'm like, oh, yeah, it's never been decked. You know, go ahead and take it apart. Because normally what we do is we, you know, take one head off, measure the piston, the hole. I mean, there's a whole process that you do when you do this stuff. Well, being that we were so busy, I was like, hey, you know, I went out and looked at it. I'm like, nope, never been decked. Pull it apart. So the whole entire engine gets pulled apart with a, with a with a series seal on it, and I look at this thing after it's even apart, and I'm like, yeah, it's never been decked, no big deal. You know, it's got the number stamped in it, blah blah blah, all that stuff. And I said, all right, go ahead and you know set it up, you know, deck it, do all that stuff. Well, I already ordered the seals for it. Well, here's what comes back. It gets set up to get decked. As soon as it goes in the machine, we're like, oh, fuck, this thing's been decked. Hmm. Well, and it had. How but would you not be able to tell? Um, time, well, go back to your time thing, but <laughs> I had the time to look at it. I just went out and looked at it. I'm like, it's never been decked. Go ahead and friggin' take it apart. Yeah. And, but once we set it up in our machine and we got to, you know, actually measuring accurately, not you know, piston in the hole, but like to center line a crankshaft and all that stuff. This block was at one thousandth below what was legal. Was legal. So it was an illegal head and more material. No, it was gone. an illegal block. Okay, so, so more material is gone. It's not like you can put one, it back. All right, one thousandth. The human hair is three thousandths thick. Okay. So one third of a human hair is what this thing was illegal. I can't. I can't use that. Yeah. I can't reseal it. So this guy had to buy a block in order to make a legal engine. We don't do that. So that was somebody who either, number one, couldn't, whoever did it before me, either couldn't measure or their equipment was off by, you know, one third of a human hair. But that's also somebody who was like trying to push it to the limit. Yeah. We don't do that. Wow, that's a shocker. And I'll bet you oh, hated. It's a shocker when it costs somebody a thousand and fucking forty bucks for a damn new block. I was gonna say, I bet you hated making that phone call. Well, I mean, I hated making the phone call, but I mean, it is, it, it, it. it is what it is. Now, again, I mean, there's nothing that can be done about that particular scenario because I can't prove that this guy did or didn't do it because I already had the whole engine apart. I mean, there's no seals left on it. I mean, there's that scenario. So, yeah. 
but you know I'm not gonna throw anybody under the bus I'm not gonna say who it was or, or anything else because that's not right yeah now but in a actual tech shed scenario if that had gone to the tech shed that one one thousand would have cost ten thousand. And, and, and it was obvious to me this this was a mistake not on purpose right or a mistake or negligence mm -hmm. but it was not on purpose had this had gone into the tech shed the poor dude who would have owned the engine he'd be out for 365 and be fined however much yeah so well and the engine builder would be out completely well he, he's gone yeah let me go ahead and ask you a question because I you know we might get some viewers who aren't as familiar with the whole uh, like engine builder process you know pretty much anywhere east of the Mississippi we have engine builders who rebuild crate engines Correct. and in a lot of other parts like west of the Mississippi a, a lot of times there's a lot of misunderstanding or not understanding our systems on the East Coast where especially when we talk about dirt I know asphalt is a, an entirely different animal Asphalt's here different but when we, world, yeah. when we talk about dirt dirt racing and with 604 or 602 crate engines tell me a little bit about the engine builder being a being an approved engine rebuilder for any series tell us about what the process is what what are you looking at if you when, cheat anything up when you when, when you're an approved engine builder for anybody I'm and I'm gonna use uh, uh, crate racing USA uh, which is a Newsom series uh, I'm gonna use rush for instance because to me those are the two strictest uh, sanctioning bodies in the mm -hmm. United States um, so when you do either one of those you sign a contract um, whether it be with Rush or whether it be with Credit Racing USA you're bound by a contract to and and when you place a seal order in other words if I rebuild an engine I have to place a seal order so in order to place that seal order I have to give them detailed information on everything I'm doing in the entire engine and once I place a seal order they issue the seals I stamp a build number into the engine and the seals are permanently tied to me the seals that I put on it along with the build number is permanently tied to me and the racer who has it done and what's the other well I think um, I think something that's really not understood a lot of times is that you're not cheating up these engines? No, you're not, God you're, no. What, no. Tell no, us no, no. what you're doing to them, and no. then let's tell us tell people about the penalty if you were to cheat things. Well, up. no, I mean, I, if if I was doing anything wrong, number one, the racer would be again in both of those series would be thrown out for three sixty five, and I would be gone forever. I could no longer build another engine for that racing series, and that's not that's not I'm thrown out for three sixty five. Like the race, like the engine, like the guy that owns owns the engine, I'm done. Not only do it does that happen, but I open myself for, up for a lawsuit by the racer because odds are the racer didn't tell me to cheat the shit up, so I just fucked up and did something wrong. I'm to blame, so that racer can therefore sue me for whatever he wants to sue me for because maybe he's a winning dude who wins you know thirty thousand dollars a year. So then I can also be opened up for that lawsuit. So it, it's a big deal. There's not, it's not, you know, Joe Blow's auto parts store down the road gets to rebuild an engine. But it's, we, we have to be, we're certified by these builders. Now there's other racing series out there who will allow, which I completely disagree with, who will allow people to get caught with cheated up motors 
they'll allow the racer to say that the racer asked or or it was the racer's fault and then that allows the engine builder to be back in the series yeah and there's that rule in there and then there's like another rule where um if the engine builder cops to it and says oh i'm the one that screwed it up then the racer gets to be allowed to race next year that's bullshit yeah um you know and and it's actually in some rule books if you research some of the crate racing rule books on the east coast you'll find this to be true um so to me that's total bullshit it needs to be as strict as it as it is and there needs to be no pen no no leniency well <coughs> people have asked me about your engines before and whether you're cheating them up or anything like that and right. I, I tell them you know here's the deal you know if steve cheats up an engine he could lose his house. I mean, like, because because you your primary part of your business Correct. Right is now, yes. crate engines. Yes. Now, of course, you could pivot and whatever, but the truth is that's a majority of your business. So if all of a sudden you're kicked out and no longer approved, there goes your business. If Correct. you're not making money, you could literally lose your house Correct. over it. Yes. So yeah, you have. There's no incentive. I got nothing. Nothing to gain. Everything to lose. Yeah. And there's no amount of money. <laughs> I mean, trust me, I've had people with an extensive amount of money asked me to do shit that they wanted me to do and I'm like nope ain't I, gonna happen I think there might be some cheated up engines out there because Glenn's saying that there's 27 horsepower difference around here I, I don't know what you know where that is or what the parameters are Andy says hmm maybe like a few in pro 602 at 311 back in 2012 you shook your head as you were there one night racing with the Carolina Clash and just asked them asked to come into tech shed to watch some tech spring pressures by a fellow racer mm -hmm. uh yeah oh yeah yeah i mean if we're talking 311 yeah i mean uh, i'm not throwing off in that place but it's run what you prom. i mean their whole fucking dyno rule we're gonna dyno your engine and if it dynos in some certain area then you know you're good to go that's all bullshit i do i mean i do have the saying if you don't tech it it's not a rule no so, exactly. And, you know, as far as like, you know, valve spring shit like that goes, there there's springs out there that will pass, you know, they're illegal springs. Of course, this does not come back on the engine builder because it's something a driver can change. But there's springs out there that will pass um, tech, depending on how good your tech is. Uh, any tech man worth the shit is going to catch every illegal spring out there. Yeah, I agree. Uh, let's see. John asks, BA headers, two and a half inch turn downs or three inch? Honestly, I'm just going to say that. Turn downs? Yeah, that's what it says, turn downs. Um, uh, they're two and three quarter inch collectors on their headers, so I would just go with their system, right? Well, no, I mean, hard to say. Are, are turn downs going to make a big difference in anything? No, I, 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 we tested some Schoenfeld turn downs. It was like two and a half inch uh, on some Schoenfeld hitters, and I, I'm not throwing Schoenfeld under the bus here, I'm just saying it's what the customer had, and they did not work for shit. No, I've not tried that on the BA setup. Yeah, so go um, So my best guess, no, don't run them, run the three inch, or the two and three quarter, or whatever, you know, comes with that setup. All right, so John asks, always hear crate haters arguing they're cheated up if they're winning. I don't believe that at all. Do you think there is much of that out there? Um, I don't where there's tech. Like mm -hmm. if you're running, <clears throat> if you're running 
uh, if you're running late models, for instance, in the in the southeast, northeast, uh, no, I don't think that you're running as much cheated up shit. If you're running uh, track rules in the Midwest and IMCA, you might want to be looking out because IMCA tech is shit. Yes. Oh, now here's here's a really good one here. Um, Neil, it's not really a question. Uh, oh, but Andy says thank you, and that's the reason he quit was because of the cheated up stuff. Yeah. And that's that's all it's going to drive anybody to is cheating. It's cheating is only going to really hurt the sport over the yeah, long run. Yeah, correct. So I mean, ultimately has done. I mean, you, you have series that are going to like you. You take the Rush series or the <coughs> or the Durance. I mean, uh, Newsom series, uh, Crate Racing USA. And a big shout out to Newsom Raceway Parts. Yep. Mm -hmm. They've actually got people who are tech men who go to racetracks randomly and tech cars. Mm -hmm. um, there's some other series out there that don't do that. You know, they show up there for... They, any, 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 any Any time you go to a, uh, to a uh, touring race and your, I don't know, five or six guys don't show up to the touring race at the track they run every week, you pretty much know what's happening there. It's a good thing to th think. All right, so I actually love this comment from Neil, Neil McPhelps mm -hmm. from Hooker Harness. He says, please keep <coughs> supporting racers and those businesses that support racing. Racing Connections got my wife out of a pinch over the weekend. So that is super cool. And he there says, you. hashtag Dirt Fans Care. Nice. Oh, that's a hashtag that Ben Shelton has started. Ben, of course, has started a weekly show as well. I'm to pee and get another beer. Pee and beer, okay. <laughs> Um, Ben's started a show, Thursday Thoughts, I believe, is what he calls his show. And I, I love tuning in when I can. He does some giveaways and gives his thoughts on racing. Uh, ben, just, I, I have, I always say Ben's my hero. He does amazing things, websites and all kinds of things. And uh, he started this hashtag, Dirt Fans Care. And he's encouraging anyone who wants to buy, you know, let's say it's a t-shirt from a race team. And in any of that, just go ahead when you're posting about it to add that hashtag Dirt Fans Care. And in fact, I'm gonna have to check out that hashtag myself to see to see some of the things that are represented. It'll be a lot of fun. But I think it's a great promotion just to really show that we're all here supporting one another. And we all do things in a different way. Um, I'm trying to show what I feel about racing and keep things alive, obviously by doing live shows and then with over on Winning Motorsports Marketing, doing some different promotions and things over there. So, you know, if there's something that you need as a racer, you know, if any of you are racers or manufacturers, whatever, if there's something I can help with, then reach out to me and see if, you know, see if we can figure something out because I'm happy, happy, happy to do it. Alrighty, so let's see, sounds good. And Pomotos, I don't know what that means. Fred says hi, and we've got some more people joining here. Steve's getting beer. It's probably totally. time. Yeah, you're getting more beer. Yep. And it's it's probably about time. We've been we've been here for like an hour and fifteen minutes. We've well, yeah, like fifty five people, so I mean, keep. Going I know this time is this time is just flashed by. So any questions, go ahead and keep dropping them in here. I do have the laptop over here, so it makes it a little bit easier for me to see the see the questions for sure. Hey, uh, Michael Rigsby said I looked baller in my hat, by the way. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. That's, that's a big compliment. I know. Well, it is. Absolutely. Yeah. When Dirt on Dirt is watching your show, mm. show you're like, hell yeah. Yeah, exactly. I look baller in my hat. I am all about some hats, you guys. I do love my hats, don't I? You do. <laughs> I yeah. do. I do. All right, looks like we've got a question here. Um, let's see. So it says, we were involved in, Tyler asks, we were involved in an engine teardown, and nobody was there for their teardown, but everyone was there for our engine to be torn down but us. 
That is why we no longer run, oh, I'm not going into all of this, but that's why you don't run fast track anymore. And now they're trying to move 525s and don't want to run any sealed series there anymore. I'm sorry to hear that. That seems like it's a... So there, there was no, I'm not following the whole deal. They, were, they had an engine teardown and when yeah. when their engine was torn down, everybody else was there except for except for their own team um, for whatever reason. And so... Well, not, not because of the series, but that, that doesn't surprise me. Because I've seen several different uh, deals for. Well, you've been you know, a part of a lot of teardowns. I've been a part of a, like a ton of teardowns, yeah. but uh, that doesn't surprise me. Um, I've seen a lot of series that uh, you know, not not rush, not uh, you know, uh, crate racing USA, but mm -hmm. I've seen a lot of series where where that's kind of the case, and. Uh, that's not right. Yeah. Um, I've also seen, I've also <laughs> seen scenarios where, you know, engines are tore down at at competing engine builders shops and they flow cylinder heads, and deem shit illegal because the cylinder head flowed a little bit too much. Um, that's not in the GM tech manual. Um, so, I mean, there's there's scenarios like that. Okay, let's see. Um, Matt asks us, and I think this is Matt. This is we're gonna have to give you a hypothetical answer on this yeah. one. So, because Matt asks, what are your thoughts of Park Jefferson racing last night and the new Raceway Park racing tonight in South Dakota during the COVID? I have not seen that. I I knew that they were racing in South Dakota, so I I think it's well. I mean, here's what you had in South Dakota: you had an outbreak at one meatpacking plant. Right. They contained it. <laughs> So the whole rest of the state isn't going affected. Yeah, and and South Dakota, South Dakota hasn't shut down. So right, because they didn't I mean, need maybe, to. Maybe some minor stuff in place or something. Right, um, I think it's fantastic. I'm so glad that guys have a place to race. I mean, you know what? I'm gonna have to go on Twitter, and I think Kenny Wallace would probably make his way up there if that was the case. I hope so. Yeah, because I know Kenny was pretty much, you know, he's he's been pretty vocal during yeah. the whole COVID thing. Um, you know what? I think we are. We did our 15 days to slow the spread. Our 15 days got pushed to 30. And anything beyond that, you've worn out my patience. And we we are, we are have to remember our purpose. I'm well, going to be on a soapbox for a uh, moment here. Again, if you go back to what we watched uh, from some real doctors on the ground. No, I agree. Um, but not even getting into that. But the what I have to say is it's like what I'm pissed about is that the goalpost has changed. So the whole idea was to slow the spread so we don't overwhelm our hospitals. Right. We've got like six people in the hospital from our whole county here. Yeah. And our whole, our, our county's shut down. So if you didn't, if a month of time was not enough time for you to prepare, then we need to reconsider <laughs> the entire fucking healthcare system as far as I'm concerned. Right. But now it's turned into just like obey, obey the executive orders. And ironically, I'm, or interestingly, I'm watching Outlander, well, I, I, and in Outlander, they're going into Revolutionary War stuff, and that's where, like, the Brits decided to, you know, hey, here's how we can control the revolutionaries. We're going to tell them not to gather in groups of any more than 10 people. Right. That's how we're going to control them. Yeah. Yeah, well, that didn't really turn out so well for the no, Brits. No, it did Just not. saying. Yeah. And uh, I was pretty stoked yesterday to see that uh, 40,000 people turned out on Huntington Beach, California yesterday to, uh, you know, go in the ocean and social distance mm -hmm. so we're talking 40,000 people at Huntington Beach California 
social distancing and by themselves because it's completely illegal for them to do it. But they showed up to do it because there's heat wave in California right now. So, you know what? Well, here's actually, Wait, I mean, I, I, have a, I have a solution <laughs> for that. <laughs> so, um, the government in California, in some places, they were pouring sand into skate parks. So I wonder if they could now drop some skate parks <laughs> onto the beaches. Yeah, uh, maybe an option too. <laughs> no, but tell us what happened with the uh, skate parks that they had yeah, to say yeah, into. Yeah, dirt bike riders showed up. <laughs> dirt bike riders. So it's the, um, I love to call that the law of unintended yeah. consequences is, is how every, every one thing affects another thing. Yep. And, you know, I think, oh, like, if, if you had asked me that question two weeks ago about racetracks opening up, you know, even was it uh, was it Lancaster or, or Travelers Rest? One uh, of them was going to run I think, anyway. I think, I think Lancaster was, was Lanca the one was the last one that was going to be like, "Screw you guys." We're yeah, and they anyway. got lots and lots of fame for that. And and I think what I was scared of at that time, whatever whether that was two weeks or three weeks ago, whatever it was, is what I would have hated like to month, see month is if if, if it ago. became a catalyst for a major outbreak. And it became media attention, kind of like what we're seeing in Wisconsin right now, that they're trying to say, oh, since we had the voting, um, we did voting, and like seven people that voted got got COVID. Got, got COVID. Yeah. yeah, that's not true. Well, you know, they, they, were, they, were they at Walmart before or after? We don't really know. I mean, it's, it's, it's just such weird, weird it's deal. to me. So, yeah. All right. But Neil loves us. Helps us helps to see us at a track soon. <laughs> um, Iceman Ken Haskell says hi. Oh, there we go. Yeah. 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 Matt that likes it. our reply about South Dakota. So go South Dakota. You ever, you ever seen the picture of me in Tennessee, Nashville, Tennessee, where I'm like sitting there drunk as shit because we got a drink cart to Kenny Haskell's room. Well, you know, that really and narrows and, things me down and, me, for me. Yeah, and me and Kenny are like, you know, This is the sickest I've ever been in my entire life. That's I've all I got to say. I've heard yeah, the story. I know, I know I told you the story. But I've yeah. heard the story. I don't know that I've seen the pictures. You know, Pixar didn't uh, happen. But. Uh, it's on my Facebook page. <laughs> um, It'll be fun. But, uh, yeah, that was the sickest, officially the sickest I've ever been in my, my entire life. And uh, so Bobby Hogue ended up taking me back to my room. I don't remember this, but this is what I'm told. So Bobby Hogue ends up taking me back to my room where I was staying with my buddy George Brown. And George pretty much nursed me through the entire night. Oh. And then the next day, we had to go to Nashville Speedway, or, or Nashville uh, Asphalt Track there. I don't, I don't know what so it was So did called. he hold your hair for you? No, no, my mom did. <laughs> me and my mom sat out on a hill by a tree, and I threw up for like four hours after we got the racetrack. And then finally, I felt good enough to go, <laughs> to go into the racetrack. My dad, my brother, and everybody else were, you know, we're sitting there in the grandstands, and at the time, you know, we were able to watch, you know, Daryl Waltrip was racing there and Sterling Marlin and all them. So it was, uh, yeah. So is there, because of that evening, is there a, is there a alcohol of some kind that you are no longer, uh, no longer partake in? I mean, like, was it a tequila night or was it a something night? It was a $750 drink cart. Ooh. And I remember doing shots of whatever was on there and chasing it with whatever was on there. So I cannot tell you to this day, Kenny Haskell might be able to, but I cannot tell you to this day what the fuck I drank, how much of it I drank. Well, I know how much I drank. It was enough to where I blacked out and I couldn't remember shit. But, I mean, the last thing I remember... Were you drinking mint the, la the, the last like thing I remember was reaching for the orange juice and hitting the, the jug 
and I watched everything in slow motion. I watched it where you just go slosh, 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 and I sat back and, and went, oh fuck, and that's the last thing I remember. Wow. Wow. Totally different subject. Yeah. Uh, so we we like to compare our subscription boxes. Right. Because <laughs> my subscription boxes are normally like girly things, right? Yeah. And your are guy things. So actually you give me, I, I, a lot of times I give away stuff from my subscription boxes, but I don't know, I guess there's maybe some like manly soaps or candles or something I've given you probably from my subscription boxes. There are some manly know. soaps and candles, yeah. Yeah. But you got me this. You, you brought this over here and... Just a big shout out here to the Black Rifle Coffee Company. This is yeah. like a killer mug. Show me the other side. I am. I am. That's a cool side. Because we've been talking about like freedom and all that, but I love this. Coffee or die. Coffee or die. So, mm -hmm. so yeah, it's it's actually not coffee in here. I've got tea in here. So I have all of my beverages. <laughs> I have like my beverage smorgasbord. You have like a michelada and water and and tea. Yeah, I have I have water with my and then like a whole oils. then a whole thing over there. Yeah, well, I've got my backup water. <laughs> I told you. We were talking about the unbucketing. I am not going to be unprepared ever yeah, again in my life. I guess. It's my plan. It's mm -hmm. my plan. Mm -hmm. All right. Let's see. Don't usually call those days Tuesday is what John Waters asks you. Oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, John Waters has drank you out of the table more than once. Uh, yeah, a couple times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Waters is like a, uh, he's a pro. Yeah, he is. Yeah. He is. He's got the advantage of like when you're like way underwater welding, uh, I guess your lungs expand some certain amount or some sort of crazy shit, and he's got like much better blood flow than I've got, so he can drink more than I can. That is one of those fascinating or most <laughs> interesting careers that yeah. I've ever known a racer to have is an underwater welder. So that's just absolutely incredible. Yeah, uh, that's yeah. why that's why he makes the big bucks. Yeah. So anybody needs a sponsor? Go to John Waters and uh, say, hey, John, you, you know need a sponsor, what, bud. You know what John will tell? Hey, I'm in Kate's Winning Motorsports Marketing Program. You should join, too. He would if you, yeah. No, he, he's he in might, it. He he's might, one, yeah. he's well, in Well, I know program. he is. Yeah. Yeah, so he's, he's, that's what he's going <laughs> to refer people to me and yeah. do the, the right thing. He's, <laughs> he's definitely awesome at that. Mm. So, so, yeah. yeah. I think that's, I don't really have any other thoughts. I mean, we've, we're about COVIDed out right now. At least yeah. we got nice weather. It's probably about it. Oh, we can talk about what we're eating tonight. Because it's nice. Go ahead. So we're grilling. We're grilling. Got some chicken breast. Well, it's like nightly. Yeah, well. These days. I'm pretty excited. I got some great stuff from the farmer's market this week. But, but for tonight, we're doing some uh, like Italian chicken breasts and yeah. some kielbasa. Yep. And then we'll figure out there's probably some vegetables around here someplace. So Probably so. <laughs> so I think that's about all we got for this week. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I don't see any other questions. Everybody's laughing. Thank you so much for being here. And we're here every Sunday. We, we Is 4.30 our new time now? Well, it has to be. Yeah. I think it's a good time. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, because the light's like, nice. Because, like, stuff. going forward, yeah. I mean, yeah. it's not cold out, so. No, no. So we're, we're going we're gonna to shoot forward just, like, Two, top five Tuesday is Tuesdays at two o'clock Eastern. Now unsealed is going to be Sundays. Unsealed Sundays yeah, at four thirty in the afternoon. Work. So thank you so much for being come, here. Come drink a beer with us. Yeah, because yeah. we do, you know, drink and talk. We do. This is this is all about having a, a beer or, or however many. I don't know. How do you count it and get that big old glass like that? Well, that's twenty four ounces. Okay. So technically, I've had like four beers. 
but I, I probably know. had like eight before that, so. Wow. Yeah, so we have to do this show at 4.30, because if we went any later, it could, uh, well, it just may not work out well. You might you might be overly intoxicated. No, I'd switch to Diet Coke. Oh, okay. I don't get overly intoxicated anymore. No, I'm just teasing you. <laughs> I just get a good buzz, and I'm good. <laughs> I just like to give you hell. All right, well, thanks, you guys. Thanks for watching, and we'll see you. I'll see you on Tuesday, but then Steve and I will see you next Sunday. Maybe. So, if maybe. Why? Well, unless he gets decides to be bitchy. Unless you die of, die of the COVID between now and then. I'm going to try not to. I have essential yeah. oils. Yeah, don't, don't, yeah she's good. got essential I'm oils. Good. Yeah, I'm you're good. good. All right. See cool. you guys later. later. Bye. You've been listening to the Racing Insiders Podcast. Thank you for tuning in. Check out the show notes and past episodes at www.racinginsiderspodcast.com. Again, that's www.racinginsiderspodcast.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave a review on iTunes.